What is up, guys? Welcome to episode 10 of the Vitality Unleashed podcast. 10% of the way to episode 100. Yes. I'm your host, Dylan. This is my co-host, Lauren. And today, we are going to be doing some myth-busting, as well as doing some this or that when it comes to fitness and health trends, supplements, things like that. But first, we always like to recap our week. So, Lauren, what did we do this week? Um, You know, <laughs> work per, per usual, but couple super exciting things we are bringing new coaches onto our team so we're actually hosting our first round of interviews today but by the time this episode actually comes out we will probably have already decided who we are bringing on so we got a bunch of good applicants and it's gonna be a hard decision it really is i hate i hate letting people down but it's business and you have to do what you have to do yeah, that's like a big thing our mentor has really preached. It's like you got to be okay with firing people and you need to follow your gut. Be honest with yourself. Even though, you know, some of the people applying, we may have closer relationships than others. It's like who really aligns with our values? Who do we believe is going to be consistent? Who do we believe is going, going to do the quality job we want them to do? And it's just constantly reminding ourselves that we need to separate the personal and the business it's nothing personal here it's we want to build the best business possible yeah exactly and we are hiring way more off of just energy rather than anything else even credentials because you can teach anybody anything you can teach them how to coach you can teach them how to you know run a business you know bring in leads things like that but you cannot teach one to you know have the energy and just align with the stuff that you want them to align with with the business so that's the number one thing that we are looking for you know the energy of the person and just making sure that they do align with our business core values is very important absolutely if someone has a sick fucking work ethic aligns with our values and great energy i am 100 percent okay with us investing in their education if we think they yes. need some more education somewhere else we will pay for that 100 oh yeah i would rather pay for someone i know who's going to do a badass job once they get that education than someone who has all these qualifications and fucking suck like, yeah work ethic especially in you know this current day and age it's it's very rare to find people with truly just a killer work ethic and i know we are both blessed with our work ethic it's just ingrained in you but it's hard to find that is for sure so that is the number one thing that we are really looking for yeah well let's just make it clear lawrence um, i have a well above average work ethic but Lauren takes it to a totally different extreme. I want to make that clear right now. We are on different levels when it comes to that shit, 100%. She's a fucking freak. Yeah, he tries, but it is truly just something that is and has always been ingrained in me, the money-making capabilities. I was, when I was 10 years old, I was running my own candy shop in my parents, you know, a spare room in my parents' house, and I was bringing in random people from off the street to buy my candy. <laughs> I was, I was trying to do multiple little businesses when I was young. I would make duct tape shit. I would make bracelets. I was always just trying to make money. So that truly, I do believe, is just something that I was born with, the making money capabilities. 
I started working when I was 14 years old. You know, I worked all the way through that every single day, pretty much until now. So I I like working. It's just something I like to do. Wow. I was the complete opposite. Like me, like my work ethic was totally developed. Like myself growing up, I did not have that at all. I was completely content just sitting playing xbox all day i literally my parents told me once i got my driver's license that i would have to work so i purposely put off getting my driver's license it would fail driving tests so i didn't have to work yeah like that's like that's the extreme i took no i got my license the day i turned 16 i was like get me the fuck out always just crave that independence Yeah, but then I, like, eventually something clicked where it's like, fuck, like, you know, I don't want to have to, you know, work a nine-to-five forever, sit on my ass, or, you know, like, I'm not going to be able to mooch off my parents forever, and that really, I just became a much more independent person, I would say, like, especially once I graduated high school because, like, my parents got divorced the same month I graduated high school, and so it was, like, a huge change in general in the family dynamic, and then I was, like, really by myself most of the time, and I was like, fuck, like... I got to focus on my own self-improvement, getting better, getting a better work ethic, focusing on what I actually enjoy doing. And it just really like, honestly, not having my parents around because I was, I moved in with my grandparents soon after that. Like it really just helped me discover who I was rather than just always listening to what people were telling me to do. Yeah. Everyone has that wake up call for me personally was probably my real, real wake up call was probably when I was in college you know, I just had a lot of time to myself. So a lot of thinking and a lot of realization that, hey, I don't want to fucking do what other people are doing. And that's when I really like started to realize that I don't enjoy the things that most people do enjoy and that I do enjoy a lot of things that most people fucking hate, like work. <laughs> yeah. And I think like that Lauren and I were already together at that point. And I think that that helped wake her up too, because I was like, going through the same thing when it came to like I just like don't enjoy doing these normal things that other people do and so we really just aligned on that so much that we just like built each other up into like yeah fuck this shit we're just not gonna we have each other we're just not gonna do what other people want to do yeah that's why we're hiring employees and building a business eight months into starting it yeah exactly we we just become so obsessed with things like this all the time and one other thing that we've kind of gotten more into this past week is you know just getting more into creating high quality content and I know me personally this is like my this is my first passion that's that's what I started with was just you know creating TikToks creating content that was my ultimate number one thing that I started with I did not start you know building a coaching business my original thing was just like I loved creating content and I kind of moved away from that for a long time because obviously I have to focus on taking care of my clients and back-end stuff of the business. But now that we are hiring, you know, trying to get some of the back-end stuff handed off to other people, we can focus more on being the face, more on creating that content. So we decided to invest in a $6,000 camera and it is literally going to be clearer than your eyes are going to be able to even process. It films in 8K. And we're super excited for that. Oh, yeah. It's going to be crazy. It's like we were comparing uh, like just 
cameras that were made two years ago compared to this one and it's triple the pixels as the other cameras made just two years ago so and the pixels are what dictate the amount of detail you can see in the video so it's just going to be so crisp so nice it's going like to be so nice. crisp and so nice now that we live on the beach like when we when i'm prepping and i get super lean oh it's the footage is going to look insane obviously right now i'm like keep that shit away from me <laughs> i have too much acne for that right now but when I definitely get leaner, which I don't even know when that's going to be. My coach actually just told me yesterday that we're going to really start pushing food even higher for these next couple months, really, you know, pushing a lever level of discomfort, really pushing these last few months of growth, which will push almost to a year and a half of just growing. Um, my carbs are at 450, protein is at 170, fats at 80, so things are getting high, things are getting uncomfortable, but I truly have just been maintaining for such a long time now, maintaining my weight, obviously still recomping, but my body typically stops around 140. That's just like where I start to get very uncomfortable body fat percentage wise. So I'm really going to start pushing a little bit above that just to make sure that I maximize the rest of this improvement season, but it'll be worth it. Oh yeah. Oh yeah. Some other things this week, it was the holidays. It was Thanksgiving, it was Black Friday. So that's why Lauren said, what do we do this week? Work a lot. It was extra work. Yes, so Dylan busy. also did hire my coach. So that's yeah, exciting so too. So we, we have, have the same, same coach. coach. Yep, and his name's Dylan and his partner is Lauren. Yes. Well. So <laughs> pretty funny how that works. Yeah. But yeah, we had Black Friday, we had Thanksgiving. So that was big. And with that, we had Black Friday sale. That went really well. We, uh, Our mentor had, like, you know, procedures for how to go through all of that. And it went fucking phenomenal. Like, better than I think either of us could have hoped, for sure. And also, we had Thanksgiving. And with Thanksgiving, we actually went to see my dad. And this is... Who I'm lives gonna, across the street. He lives across the street. <laughs> yeah. And so... <sighs> this I'm telling this because this is a funny story. We go for Thanksgiving and we sit down and I look at the table and I'm like, oh, like, you know, there's some vegetables everywhere. There's a pumpkin pie. And I was like, oh, like turkey must be in the oven or something. And then his fiance comes and says, oh, we started doing no meat days. And this no meat day lined up with Thanksgiving. So we're not having meat. And I was like, but it's Thanksgiving and I'm a bodybuilder. I need protein. Yeah, most people wouldn't be like, they wouldn't even notice, but obviously we are like protein fiends. <laughs> yeah, and so I was like, uh, what? And I'm like, but it's Thanksgiving. They're like, sorry, no meat day. So we had a Thanksgiving right, peppers, celery, and homemade pumpkin pie for my Thanksgiving meal. Yes, pretty lit, but we did do, since our, you know, our business did really well this past month, we had a really good Black Friday we did go out for a celebratory dinner, which is not something we ever do. We got hibachi and we spent $100 on dinner, which isn't that much for a celebratory dinner, but I've never personally spent that much on food ever. Yeah, usually our dinners when we go out is like 30 to 50 Which is so cheap living here. That is, That might be a normal dinner living other places, but that is an extremely cheap dinner living here because... If you ever decide to get a drink, that's 18 fucking dollars. You know, it's insane. Most average meals here are probably like $25, $30. So it's very, very expensive to eat out here. Yeah, thank God we don't regularly drink or 
Oh. oh my God. You cannot regularly drink here. If you're getting four or five drinks, you know, in a night living here, that is over a hundred dollars just on drinks. No wonder people, you know, are running through money so fucking fast. Yeah. It's crazy. People are like, I have no money, but you also go out and you also go out and drink with your friends every single week and you get, and you go out to eat four or five times a week. Like what do you expect to have happen? It's yeah. All right, but enough of us. I know we have been talking about ourselves for a while here now, so let's get into the actual fucking episode. We are going to do myth busting, common fitness myths that we hear a lot, we see posted a lot, and we're going to say if they're a myth or if they're true. Yeah, so the first myth up is spot reducing fat. Can we spot reduce fat? A lot of people, you know, they want to get abs, so they decide to start doing a lot of crunches, planks, things like that. Lauren... Is this fact or cap? Is this a myth? This is a myth. But that being said, this does not mean that fat is going to come off of your entire body evenly. This does depend a lot on just your genetic, you know, predisposition on where you hold body fat the most, most for women. Women hold most of their body fat in their hips and their legs and obviously in their stomachs as well. Men hold a lot of their body fat in their lower back, their stomach. I think that's the main places that yeah. men typically hold most of the body fat. So that that is the main place that people hold it, but it is just very dependent person to person where you will lose body fat the first. But uh, a common thing that people think is, oh, well, I'm going to do this leg workout in the gym or I'm going to do this ab workout in the gym with the purpose of I want to lose body fat in this area. I want to tone up this area, which is not what happens at all. When you are training a muscle with hypertrophy, when you are training a muscle, working it out, you know, putting any type of stress onto that muscle, what you're doing is growing that muscle. Yes, even your abs. Training abs does not shrink your fucking waist. Training abs grows your abs like any other muscle. And how you're going to actually get that fat loss is through your diet, through keeping a calorie deficit. Yeah, exactly. Calorie deficit, calories in, calories out is how you're going to lose that fat. And when it comes to training, don't just train abs and legs because that's where you want to lose your fat. Train your whole body evenly because that's how you're going to maximize muscle growth. And the more muscle you grow, the more calories you're going to be burning at rest, the easier the fat loss is going to be. Yes, and you are not going to get fucking bulky from training hard. This is the biggest myth ever you do not get bulky from training hard you need to train hard to achieve really any fucking physique that you want to achieve if you're not training hard there's no point in training at all yeah if you're just doing your thousand reps in the sauna with your five pound dumbbell like that's not going to work for you you need to actually practice progressive overload in the gym and put on some muscle you're not going to put if you're a girl listening to this right now, you're not going to put on that much fucking muscle training for a year. I wish. Like, oh my yeah, God, I wish. Exactly. It's <laughs> like, you're not going to put on that much muscle. What you're going to do is at least give yourself some sort of physique where when you lose fat, you have shape to you. Because if you don't have any muscle and you just lose fat, you're just going to look skinny fat. Your arms, you're going to have those shoulders that just look like cones on the top. And then it's just like straight flat down because you have no shoulders, nothing. And that's not an attractive look. I am a guy, I'm a straight male telling you right now, 
That is not an attractive look, ladies. We want you to have a little bit of tone to you. We want you to have a little bit of muscle, so go lift some fucking weights. Yes, and what I do a lot, because a lot of girls come to me saying they want to get toned, they don't want to get bulky, they do not want to put on muscle, they just want to get toned. So then I might ask for a picture of what they look like now and an inspiration picture. And the inspiration picture always, always, always is a girl with a pretty good amount of muscle mass, even if she is very thin and toned, I can always be like, okay, this girl has a lot of muscle mass. So that's what we're going to actually need to go through. And they're like, no, I don't want to put on muscle. I don't want to get bulky. And I'm like, well, you just showed me this inspiration. This girl has muscle. And they're like, no, she's just toned. And I'm like, what do you think you have to have to get toned? You have to have muscle. Yeah, absolutely. Toned has shape. The only way you can change the shape of your body is by putting on muscle and losing fat. That is the key. It is that simple. So no, there is no spot reducing fat. It's just all about overall calorie deficit and then get an adequate protein and train properly so you can have maintain or build muscle in that process as well. Yep, absolutely. All right, the next myth I have here, eating fat makes you fat. So by fat, I mean like dietary fat, the macronutrients. So Dylan, is this a myth or is this true? This is absolutely a myth. To an extent. To an extent. So calories in, calories out is what determines your fat loss. So you can eat fat and still lose fat. You won't gain fat while eating it. But the caveat to this is that one gram of protein is four calories. One gram of carbohydrates is four calories. One gram of fat is nine calories. So if you do have a higher fat diet, you are more likely to be in a calorie surplus, which means you will be more likely to be putting on fat. So while fat isn't what is causing you to put on fat, eating fat isn't going to make you fatter. Eating a lot of fat is just going to make it more likely that you're going to be in a calorie surplus. Yeah, and just the term fat does tend to scare a lot of people away. You know, oh, I don't want to eat fat in my diet because, you know, it's the word fat. Yeah, they it think makes it's, sense. They think it's going to make them put on fat, but in reality... This, if it's good, healthy fat, it's going to benefit you way more than it's going to hurt you, obviously, to an extent. Again, you do not want to consume extremely high levels of fat, but you should aim for at least 50 grams of fat. That is general for most people because your body, especially as a woman, needs that dietary fat for hormones, you know, just to be able to process everything. And it actually can help reduce your inflammation as well. So a lot of girls that are struggling with bloating with gut health they're they might not be eating enough or the right kinds of dietary fat so this can actually help you in so many ways absolutely and and it's so much less volume so if you are you know eating a ton of food but you're not eating enough dietary fat you probably will automatically feel a lot less bloated a lot less inflamed when you do have a little bit more fat in your diet just because you're gonna be consuming less volume in your food Exactly. So guys, don't stay away from fat, but also I wouldn't be pounding red meat and cheese all the time either. It's probably not going to be good for you. Also, it's going to be in those things will also probably be inflammatory for you as well. Yeah, there's two types of fat. There's saturated and there is unsaturated. So you want to make sure that you are mainly going for the unsaturated. Yeah. Saturated is mainly going to be found again, like he said, and the cheese, the red meat, most dairy products are not going to benefit you much. Obviously, I think having a little bit of dairy in your diet can be beneficial, but 
you do not want to overdo it because this is the more inflammatory fat these things like the red meats all this saturated fat so dylan what would you say what fats would you recommend someone eat what are some good healthy anti-inflammatory avocado fats? oils i love avocado oil that is a great source yeah on the oil side of things i would go for avocado olive or mct which is coconut those three are definitely my number one recommendations but honestly i'm not the biggest fan of avocado i would go more for olive or mct coconut yeah, and the other, really, that's where we get most of our fat from, oils alone. And we'll also have some nut butters as well as our fat sources. So those are our two main fat sources we're going to be eating. Yeah, but when we say nut butters, this is actually something we've been getting into more so recently. So mm-hmm. peanut butter is actually not a very good source of fat for you. That is not me saying you need to stay away from peanut butter all the time, but you should not be consuming all of your dietary fat from it because peanut butter actually does tend to be pretty inflammatory because it kind of is considered more so of a seed than a nut yeah peanuts are actually a seed not a nut so a better nut butter would be something like a walnut butter or almond butter cashew cashew butter almond. those would be better yeah those are better and obviously you eating just the nuts as well that's completely fine as well others i mean avocados themselves are great eggs are a great source of fat um Eggs are very nutrient-dense. A lot of just like flax seeds, chia seeds, a lot of these have a good amount of fat and they're super good for your gut health as well. So keeping it natural, you know, staying away from the ultra-saturated fat that you'll find in a lot of, you know, sweets, cake, candy, whatever you want to call it, red meats, all that type of stuff. You definitely don't want to consume that in excess because that is where you will probably fuck yourself over and cause a lot of inflammation and probably fat gain because of how high calorie it is. Absolutely. All right, for our third and final myth or not a myth today, are all calories created equal? All calories are created equal, are they? Absolutely not. No, all calories are definitely not created equal. Now, with that being said, calories in calories out is a thing if you're in a calorie deficit no matter what type of food you're eating you are going to lose weight but that weight loss will not look the same dependent on what kinds of food that you're eating i promise if you're eating 1800 calories of mcdonald's your body composition is not going to look the same when you're eating a clean whole nutritious diet of whole foods at 1800 calories yeah your digestion is just going to be so different your gut health will be so different like you're going to be more inflamed if you're not eating clean foods you are definitely going to look different even though you're losing the same amount of weight it's just your body composition can be totally different i'll tell you i i've dieted before eating you know a bunch of protein bars and processed foods and then i've also dieted eating a bunch of whole foods body composition night and day Oh yeah, and that does come a lot from just the digestion aspect of it, which is why you might not actually lose weight at the same rate when you are consuming a lot of fucking, you know, processed food, fast food, protein bars, even protein powder, consuming a lot of these foods. Your digestion is not going to be the same and having your digestion on track, your gut health in check makes a huge difference in the process and the progress that you are able to make and how your body's responding to everything. So That is why, in my opinion, you know, whole food diets are so much more superior. And I do believe that you are going to lose weight a lot faster and make a lot better progress when you are on these whole food diets, just because of the pure reason your gut health being so much better. Yes, those foods is when food actually goes through, you got to think about it like this. It's like 
when you go out to eat to a, to a Mexican restaurant, you get some queso cheese, you get your enchiladas, and then you feel like you're gonna like explode after the dinner. Or you can go eat your whole foods at home, eat your, you know, chicken, rice, and veggies with what your teriyaki sauce, and that's gonna go right through you easy. You're not gonna feel pregnant afterwards. That's the difference we're talking about. And even though you feel like after that Mexican food, if you're regular eat, regularly eating food like this, that it goes down, you feel better. The reality is you're probably always a little bit bloated and inflamed yeah. compared to if you weren't eating that, your stomach may be down another inch or two just from eating whole foods instead of that shitty you know, Mexican food, bunch of cheese and shit like that. Yeah, exactly. A lot of people don't even know that they're feeling bad until they mm-hmm. feel good. They don't even know what... A good healthy gut feels like but me personally i'm so in tune with that because i have been you know i have struggled a lot in the past and i know what it feels like to feel terrible and now i'm like i feel like pretty much completely empty all the time even when my stomach is full like my gut doesn't feel inflamed i don't feel super bloated or anything because my digestion is just so on point all the time because i keep my diet so clean and so consistent so when you are in touch with your body you will be able to feel when you're having a good gut health day when you're having a bad and you'll easily be able to figure out exactly what is causing the issues when you eliminate a million variables and keep your diet very consistent exactly that's why whenever we have a client come to us who's suffering from gut health i always always recommend them get on a meal plan yeah absolutely i'm a huge fan i mean there's not much we can do with just giving someone macros your food decisions that you're making right now are what's causing your poor gut health so if you don't get on a meal plan and let us dictate what you're eating you're probably still going to be eating whatever that food is that's causing that inflammation yeah exactly anybody who struggles with gut health that is coming to me i encourage them very much to be on a meal plan and if they are very very prominent on being on macros i will at least give them guidelines of foods to stay away from foods to focus on so they can at least interchange it themselves but the main thing here is just staying away from processed food as much as possible because you know other countries they don't suffer from as many gut issues they don't suffer from as much inflammation because they genuinely do not have the ultra processed food that we have available to us for god knows why well we do know why where it's being poisoned and it's cheaper yeah exactly so over overview of that just focus on consuming a lot more whole nutritious foods than these ultra processed foods that are being shoved down our fucking throats and your body composition will thank you all right guys now we're going to get into our next topic today overrated versus underrated so we're going to say a topic and then lauren and i are going to give our opinion if it is overrated or underrated so first off we got creatine is it overrated underrated underrated i think creatine is probably the best supplement on the market And I think that most people know that, so I wouldn't necessarily say that it's underrated because most people do agree with that and say the same thing. But I think that anyone and everyone should take it, whether you're in a fat loss phase, whether you're in a growing phase, any phase that you're in, creatine is going to benefit you so much. Yeah, and it doesn't just benefit your muscles. It also benefits your brain as well, your brain health. So 100%, it's underrated until everyone's taking it. Yeah, I agree 100%. All right, number two tracking your calories overrated or underrated 
underrated. I believe everyone should be tracking their food for the most part. I just believe it's a healthy habit to have to know what you're eating each day and to make sure you are getting in a healthy amount of food and the right nutrients that you need to be a healthy human being. Yeah. Meal tracking, you know, tracking your food only becomes a bad thing when you are not giving yourself enough food for Mm -hmm. the most part. You know, most of these girls that have had, I say girls because I have not personally heard very many men struggle with this, but if men track their food, it's always to try to eat more. It's like to never eat less. Yeah, but most girls who are tracking their food, they develop a very poor relationship with tracking their food because they are not allowing themselves to eat enough calories. I do not believe that it is the actual tracking of the food that creates the obsession. It is the numbers that they are setting to themselves being super unrealistic, you know, setting their calories at 1200. Mm -hmm. And of course, they're going to develop that bad relationship with the food, with the tracking, because they're eating 1200 calories and they're super food focused and obsessed with hitting those numbers. But if you are actually allowing yourself the numbers, you know, 2400 calories or whatever it might be, you will probably commonly notice that you tend to undereat more than you would ever overeat. Exactly. And this is why every single girl that ever comes to us and says, oh, I didn't like tracking my food. I became too obsessed with it. That became, oh, you set your calories to 900 and then you were like, well, I set it to 900. So this is what I'm going to eat every day. And then you starve yourself and feel like shit. And then you're like, oh, guys, sorry, I can't. I already finished my calories by noon, so I can't eat the rest of the day. And then that's you. You were obsessed because that's what people were saying. Yeah, you were obsessed with starving yourself. You need. I agree. You should be fucking obsessed with tracking your food and eating healthy amounts of food. But healthy amounts of food is what you should be obsessed with yeah i personally i do not take on anybody that will not track their food because all that tells me is that they still are in the midst of probably some sort of eating disorder or are very prone to go back to getting an eating disorder so i do not take on Mm -hmm. clients that will not track their food in some way shape or form because i truly believe that that is the only way you're gonna get the progress that you want and i have a hundred hundred percent success rate with my clients who follow their plans so i'm not going to prescribe a plan to someone that i do not think they're going to get the results they want on because that's going to ruin my success rate so yeah and if you don't want to track your food that just means that you you know you're not going to stick to the plan and you know you're going to eat off plan you know you're going to binge eat you know you're going to starve yourself whatever it may be tracking your food that's what makes it so great if you have an eating disorder like you under eat that's very common Tracking your food so great because then it forces you to eat the right exactly, amount of food. and that's what they don't want. They don't want to be forced to get out of the comfort yeah. zone of under eating because when they're not tracking their calories, they know deep down that they are trying to starve themselves. They know deep down that they are trying mm-hmm. to purposely under eat. Like yep. I know it because I was that girl. That's why I know it, and I can call these people out on their bullshit because that was me, and I know exactly where they are coming from. So. I can say personally, the number one thing that has helped me overcome terrible relationships with food is tracking my food because I force myself to not under eat you guys right now. My coach actually just upped my calories yesterday. I'm eating 3,250 calories. That's more than me. I'm eating 2,800 right now. That is a disgusting amount of food. And do you think if I didn't track my calories that I would eat that much food? No, absolutely not. That would be difficult i mean that'd be pretty easy if you're eating mcdonald's for every meal but that is very hard when you're eating a very nutritious whole diet and getting all your vegetables and fruits in 
Yeah, absolutely, guys. Meal tracking can save you from your eating disorder. Like, that's just the fact. But you need to separate this emotional attachment you have to food. That's the thing that causes these disorders. It's always an emotional thing, whether it's emotional because you fucking hate yourself, so you starve yourself, or emotional because you get sad about things and then decide to binge eat. It's always connected to your emotions. What you need to do is instead of associating food with celebrations, emotions, things like that, you need to start seeing it as fuel for your body. You need to start seeing it as this is what's just helping me get through my day and make me a better, healthier individual. And that's how you need to see food rather than associating it with all of your emotions. Yes. And it is only an extremely emotional process. You know, the relationship with food, when you are in the midst of under eating, when you are in the midst of having, having really poor hunger hormones and your body is not able to tell you when it's actually full because you've been under fueling for so long. So it's going to be a process getting out of there, getting your hunger cues back to normal. But once you have that back to normal, it is not an emotional process anymore because your body is going to feel full like a normal person should. And it will take time to get there, but you have to stay consistent and you have to stick with it for a longer period of time for that to actually work and to get out of that headspace. Absolutely. That was a great one. Loved that. So next up for overrated versus underrated mass gainer lauren overrated underrated i'd say overrated i mean there's nothing special about it it's typically just some kind of powder packed with calories obviously super super ultra processed and there's so many ways that you can easily get in calories you don't need this fucking powder you know make a shake with some oil nut butter protein powder fucking egg whites carb powder like you can make shakes like honey jelly there are so many foods that are so so easy to yeah. eat that you know you don't need this ultra processed mask in there. there's nothing special about it it's just calories absolutely and you're gonna get a lot more nutrients out of your homemade shake as well so i would definitely say overrated as well mask gainers anyone i ever know who even buys a mask gainer doesn't end up finishing it because it's so hard to eat because it's like four huge scoops yeah. are equivalent to the mass gainer and like no one's actually eating that yeah it's pretty gross and you know if that's what you have to do if you're an extremely hard gainer you really struggle putting on weight and that is the only way that you're going to be able to get enough calories and then you got to do what you got to do but there are much easier and more yeah. nutritious ways to do it and for sure your gut's probably going to hate you i, I oh, can't yeah, imagine i can't, I can't, I can't imagine. imagine because that's, that shit's probably full of dairy too i would assume oh yeah always yeah it's, like, it's way it's literally just highly processed like dairy way and, and carbs and carbs and added sugars yeah it's mm-hmm definitely not going to benefit your gut health at all it's probably going to cause some detrimental effects actually but if it is actually what you have to do which there's no reason it should be though because you can make another shake with nutrients in it so i'd say very much overrated absolutely i agree all right next one overrated or underrated hit cardio I'm going to say for normal people, it is definitely overrated in the bodybuilding community. It's probably correctly rated. Yeah, I mean, I'd say HIIT cardio itself is fine, but people use HIIT cardio for the wrong reasons. People use HIIT cardio because they think that that is the ultimate way to lose fat. 
And in my opinion, the ultimate way to lose fat is list cardio, low intensity, steady state cardio, because not only is it way more sustainable, but this will also allow you to maintain your muscle because hit cardio when your heart rate does get above that 150 zone, you know, in that red zone, that's when your body can start eating away your muscle. So the best way I would say to burn body fat is lifting weights and keeping a steady state, low intensity cardio regimen. So just a step count. While your nutrition's on point as well, guys, we want to make this clear. If your nutrition is incorrect, you're not losing body fat at any point. Yeah. Hit cardio is just marketed as a fat loss tool. You know, oh, I need to do this hit cardio. That's what people associate it with, which is sure. Hit cardio can be great for your heart health to get your heart rate up there every every once in a while but doing head cardio every day is not going to be good for you and it puts a lot of stress on your body as well so if you are struggling with bloating with gut health this head cardio is actually hurting you a lot more Absolutely. because of the inflammation and stress it's putting on your body so if you're going to do it it needs to be very every so often not every single day Exactly. Like I don't mind hit cardio. Like if you're someone, if you're a former athlete who enjoys doing hit cardio, sure go do it. But you always do have to balance that stress that you're putting on your body. So if you are someone who likes doing hit cardio, let's say you're doing it three times a week, then I probably wouldn't be weight training more than four times a week because you're just you need time to recover. You're not going to be able to keep that going. Yeah, absolutely. So next one, Dylan, over overrated or underrated keto? Uh, definitely overrated. Holy shit. Like guys, guys, keto, your any sort of restrictive diet like that is always overrated. We need to get balanced diets. We need to get in our carbs, fats, proteins. You need to get it all in. It is crazy. People try keto because they're cutting out, you know, they're carbohydrates and they're like okay yeah i'm just not gonna have any carbs and yeah, this is gonna help God. me i'm just and gonna like, eat a shit ton is, of fucking yeah, fat they're like this is gonna help me lose weight and while a lot of people it helps them lose weight because they when you follow the guidelines of like adkins things like that or you know you get you have these guidelines that are going to make sure that you starve yourself like that's what it is but the problem is once you stop something like keto and you start eating like a regular person again you're going to gain that fat back and probably more in the process. I can tell you myself, I have a grandmother uh, who's done Adkins a million times and she's gone from 120 pounds to fucking 350 pounds like four times. It's crazy. And I'm like, and like, I'm so educated on this shit now, but this is one of like the ladies, like she, her name is literally Karen. Like actually it's Karen. And, so, and she's just like that. So she thinks she like knows her fucking shit. She's like, well, I've lost all this weight. I'm like, well, I'm looking at you right now. It looks like you gained it all back and then some. So, mm. but, you know, can't. But and that's how it is. And that's how it is for a lot of people. A lot of the girls who come to us, of course, are trying restrictive diets like that. They'll try all these or they'll try weight loss drugs or whatever it may be. And then you fuck your body. And then you, what the problem is, eventually, once you gain that weight, if your metabolism hasn't recovered at all, then you're just, you can't lose that weight. You literally can't get it off no matter what you do because your your maintenance calories is still like 1,200 while you're 300 pounds. Yeah, it does terrible, terrible things to your metabolism. There's nothing special about cutting out specific food groups, cutting out carbs, cutting out anything. There's nothing special about it. And this goes for fucking being vegan as well. If you're going to be vegan, don't do it because it's healthy. 
do it because you know you want to save the planet or some shit but it is not healthy for you cutting out these specific food groups you know eating these fake ultra processed meats eating these you know fat loaded fat bombs because you can't eat carbs it does not make sense it does not help your body in any way shape or form your body wants a mix of all of these nutrients and guess what your body wants fucking fiber guess where you get fiber from carbohydrates you do not get any fiber from a full fat diet i cannot imagine how bad that these people's digestion is yeah and it's funny like some some people like i'll see a lot like and i love like gary brecca for example i love this guy so much of the shit he says but he's like pro carnivore diet a lot of the time but you only ever see men who are pro carnivore diet and that's because we traditionally don't have the poor gut health women do hmm how weird i never see women do using the carnivore diet and that's because they would be fucked i would be pro carnivore and vegetable diet yeah i think you, that you that could be fine if you can do actually get in enough or fiber or A at least supplement some fiber yeah. but i do not think no i do not think that you should be consuming full meats because there is not nearly enough nutrients in that yeah you would have to be supplementing so much and like what's the point like just eat fucking vegetables like what goes through people's head that's like i need to cut out all fruits and vegetables <laughs> like what makes you think vegetables yeah. there's nothing nothing bad there yeah. what would you benefit from it's not like they're excessive calories most of the time you actually burn more calories digesting vegetables than the calories that the vegetables even have yeah the closest thing to carnivore i would be okay with would be eating meats and then you still have fruits and vegetables yeah. in, in your diet and you make sure these meats that you are eating because that's going to be such a huge part of your diet are all like grass-fed free range as clean as humanly possible because if you're eating a bunch of ultra processed fucking meats that like have a bunch of shit in them coming from purdue like i do not trust it at all and that is going to impact your gut health but if you're getting high quality clean meat that's also going to be more nutrient dense because of where they're coming from then i can see where you could make it work yeah for sure overrated or underrated sleep sleep always going to be underrated so many people i'm on that grind four hours four hours of sleep on that grind i only slept two hours the past two days on that grind that is not good for you if sleep wasn't something we all needed it is so impactful that it's as impactful as a fucking ped take shooting test into your ass and getting eight hours of sleep i would say getting that eight hours of sleep is actually going to be more effective i wouldn't say eight hours you don't but need whatever, eight hours of eight. sleep but yes come on guys i get it you know you're on that grind you're you love staying up late it's it's cool but no it's not good for you it is actually stunting your progress so much more than you think it is you know you're actually wasting so much fucking time in the gym and following your diet if you're not getting enough sleep because ultimately it's going to fuck up your body in so many different ways and cause so much stress and inflammation on your body your body needs that recharge time your body needs to be able to properly recover and while i'm not saying you have to get eight nine hours a night six is the minimum you guys to be able to properly function yeah and i've actually seen finally this year in 2023 
more and more of these super successful men are coming out and saying they're like, yeah, it was a mistake. Like, because of course, when they were young, trying to like grind to like start their businesses, they weren't sleeping, like doing all the shit. Elon Musk was like, there was that big story where he's like, oh yeah, I sleep in my office, so I'm available 24 seven. Now he comes out and he says that was a massive mistake. I, my mental health was horrible. I felt horrible. And now he's the healthiest he's ever been in the best shape he's ever been. He's like, I get eight hours of sleep at night now. Yeah, you're probably canceling out that missed sleep time by just not not being as productive because your brain is actually not functioning how it should your body is not functioning right so you're probably not actually even gaining yeah. much time because you're not going to be nearly as productive yep. without being properly rested what's, so what's going to be more effective for you is doing what we're doing now and we should wake up earlier but then we also go to sleep earlier and why this is so effective is because when you wake up super early no one else is awake you can grind your work and be productive before anybody's bothering you yes. or trying to distract you life isn't going on we we wake up at 4 a.m now we quite literally nothing opens up here until 10 a.m we have six hours of we have no option but to work yeah exactly most of our clients aren't even god some of our clients aren't awake till fucking noon like we have so much time to just work you know on the back end stuff work on this stuff like it's 6 a.m right now when we're filming this podcast we're gonna have it done before 7 a.m like it's just so much out of time and while we're not actually technically adding time to our day because we're still getting enough sleep you're just so much more productive in the morning hours like i feel fucking amazing right now i feel so awake so my mind is so fresh yes and we're ready we're ready to sleep once it gets to like eight like eight between eight and nine typically we're out yeah your body's gonna be ready you might continuously tell yourself oh i just can't fall asleep at that time but your body's going to adjust it's not there's not a specific time your body doesn't know what time it is your body doesn't give a shit what time it is your body just knows when it's time for sleep and how we've also helped make this effective is using our hash alarm clock our sunlight alarm clock because that mimics the sunrise so then it also helps our body, everything be in st- remain in rhythm when we're waking up as well. So and this podcast is sponsored by Hatch. Just kidding. I wish, guys. Hit <laughs> it us sounds up. like it. Fuck, we talk about them every day. We talk about it all the time. But it's just, it really did completely change like our wake, our sleep, everything like that. Yeah, like, because it's super nice. What's so effective about it is it puts you in a lighter sleep, typically uh, like before the alarm goes off because that light starts going. So you're like, yeah, half sometimes away. I'll wake up, sometimes I won't. Yeah, uh, I'll I'll wake up to the light and feel pretty refreshed unless like something happened this morning where I woke up at like 2.30, so it's only an hour and a half before we have to wake up. And then, and I felt like fresh, ready to go. And I was like, I am not starting my fucking day hey, when that happens. That's going to be me in prep, bro. Holy shit, I can't imagine because I'm this past- I'm going to punch her if she starts just getting out of bed. I will, like 100%, because this last prep, like our normal wake up time was like, seven like i swear it was probably like seven five yeah and we would wake up at like five just because your body genuinely when you're lean like you just don't need enough sleep i don't know you don't need as much i don't know what it is you struggle sleeping a lot more you just (laughs) you just feel so much more awake all the time i don't know if this is normal it's super weird but my mind is always awake and I swear I'm probably going to turn into Ashley K waking up at 2.30. Like, that's going to be me for sure. I'm not. Yeah, I'm not. And it's not like I can go out and do fucking cardio at that time. I'll get fucking snatched up so fast. We literally do our morning walks 
in our apartment building now, like in the hallways yeah, because we almost got fucking snatched to, up. Yeah, some crackhead was like waiting for us outside our apartment building, started yelling at us. So I was like, got. nope. Okay. And I saw him like watching us the whole time and like trying to sneakily like get on our path in front of us. I was like, nope, nope. We are not going out there at 4 a.m. anymore. Living in the city things. Way too many fucking psychos. And you just don't know. Like, not that I think anything would necessarily happen but some of these people just are not even like conscious barely like they don't know what the fuck's going on so you just don't know when this person might just stab you because they don't even know what's going on they might think they're in a video game <laughs> exactly like yeah it's it's fucking i don't bad. trust like, these we fucking have so people. many crackheads around here it's wild and like we're in like the nice part of town yeah, we're in the ultra nice part of town like if you go out even just half a mile like it is a different scene like oh my god we walked to Walgreens the other week just because we Ooh. needed something we had no idea oh we, we no. literally got like we had to wait for like the cross to cross at a street light drug deal happened three feet behind us while we were standing waiting at the light I was like oh my yeah God. don't get me wrong like drug deals happen in nice places too but this was a ghetto ass drug deal yeah I was <laughs> so like you better have my fucking money yeah I was like are you talking money? to us like, holy shit yeah and he's like and then the guy comes over yeah bro I'm like, what the fuck? Yeah, is definitely. Happening? We need to get some better protection. We have because we were going spray. on these morning walks without anything, without our phones even, and then I just came to the realization that we need to stop doing that. Well, originally we were walking at like five. Yeah, six. five was pushing it where it was fine. There was some like People at least up. there was some life. And, like, when it's summer, things like that, like, the sun's already rising at that time, so it's not as, like, scary, but when it's pitch black and nobody's awake. Literally not a soul. Like, not a soul, except, except for the crackheads. Except people who we think are going to try to murder us. Yeah. Unless yeah no a, witnesses anywhere. Unless so it's like, the weekend, fuck. then some people might be doing a walk of shame. Yeah, exactly. The only people that are out at 4 a.m. in the city is people that are fucking getting home, so... <laughs> exactly yeah it's so, nuts overrated underrated lauren pre-workout mm. Ooh, i would say overrated in the sense of these super high stimulant pre-workouts full of a bunch of caffeine i do not think you need that i actually think that that normally hurts you more than it benefits you because it really hurts your blood flow your blood is not flowing as much when you have a ton a ton of caffeine in your system but i do think that you know, some of the other things in pre-workouts, the things that are more so for pump, specifically beta alanine, I think that that is underrated. I I think that it is super beneficial to have some sort of pump enhancer just because this really will improve, you know, the blood flow and, you know, ultimately get you a better pump, which will lead to more muscle, muscle growth. Yeah, absolutely. I'm super pro pump just because better mind-muscle connection and the more blood flow the better you're going to grow. And what we've been doing also to help enhance our pumps even more, we have our uh, non-stim pre-workout, but we also have been drinking intro workout as well with some carb powder, some electrolytes, some salt in there. And that also helps give us more energy for our workouts. So our endurance is longer and we are lifting so fucking hard. We need it as well as we're also getting some extra sodium, things like that, to help that blood flow, that water, get even better pumps. Yeah, but the shit, you know, these... When you're first getting into the gym, you get caught in, you know, the wrong side of TikTok, and everyone's mm -hmm. like, oh, I need this cracked out 400 we've, we've milligrams. Yeah, we've all fucking been there. 400 milligrams of caffeine for every workout to see, start seeing stars. I need fucking DMAA in my pre-workout. Like, all this type of shit, you will... And when you're new to the gym community, you 
typically will fall onto the wrong side at first where these kids are just cracking out for every workout but in reality you don't need that like you're just gonna be all fucking over the place you're not gonna be able to focus like you should be able to focus on the specific like mind muscle connection like and it's gonna hurt the blood flow you don't need that shit that made a huge difference for me for sure it's like pre-workout's great where it's like it gives me that boost of energy like when it has all that caffeine like i'm ready to fucking go ready to go smash the weights like i'm hyped but i can't focus enough and when you become in it especially once you get more advanced in your training you really are focusing on your movements making sure you feel everything exactly yeah, right slow. Like stretch, you nice need to slow go and slow control. when you're cracked out you're like i'm not going slow i'm just trying to lift it as fast as possible and you're probably not even lifting as heavy of weight as you should be because you're lifting you're trying to lift you're like shaking. Only at a super fast pace yeah you're like shaking yeah and you feel like you're gonna have a heart attack that's another thing like now when i go to the gym i don't feel like i'm gonna like have a heart attack after every single set so that's definitely a benefit as well all right overrated or underrated calorie hack foods and what i mean by this is this these zero calorie noodles these 10 calories cauliflower rice these foods like that overrated or underrated balanced tortillas yeah oh so bad yeah so she just said so bad okay gave it away uh definitely overrated wow of course they can help aid your calorie deficit if you want to talk about one thing that's gonna fuck your gut oh my god it is these it is these super low calorie cheat foods and so many of you girls out there i know for a fact are doing these noodle hacks and everything and it's the same thing that these girls that are setting their calories at a thousand that that's the reason they're using these calorie hack foods this is where the terrible relationship with food comes into play because they're trying to constantly calorie hack because their calories are so low you guys i promise you would not be trying to calorie hack if you are fueling your body properly you don't have the need to need to do that and this messes up your hunger cues this messes up your gut health nothing is actually processing right so these calorie hacking foods you know these the angel noodles i think they're called and the cauliflower rice and the carb balanced tortillas you should stay away from these because while they do have better macros the actual ingredients that are in them not better for you and actually pretty terrible for you yeah and if you if you're one of those like you've been doing that like let's say you're in high school now or something and then you start losing weight you're getting skinnier because of course you're starving yourself but then you have that little bubble gut you have that you have that cute little tummy that's what that's probably what it's from that you have all this food just sitting in there from like four weeks ago I'm not sure that I hear your audio right now. Uh, you probably kicked it. I'll fix it. I might have. One second, guys. All right. Seems I hear mine talking to yours. Sorry. Test, test, test. Yeah. Yeah, it's back. It's back. Awesome. Yeah, so we really just have a couple left. Um, overrated or underrated melatonin. Ooh, this is a tough one. I'm going to say overrated only because I believe people utilize melatonin before they improve their sleep habits and improve their routine. So it's more, I think melatonin can be effective, have benefits, but I believe there's things that you should be doing before that nobody fucking knows. I would honestly probably have to disagree with that. I would say that it is underrated just because of the anti-inflammatory properties that it actually does have. It is actually a great stress reducer and people are utilizing all these supplements. You know, 
ashwagandha, um, 5-HTP, all of these other stress reduction supplements. But one of the actual best ones, in my opinion, is actually melatonin. It is a great anti-inflammatory, you know, supplement. And I think it has a lot of other benefits that are not necessarily for your sleep. But I think that it is great for stress reduction, especially in something like a contest prep when your body is under a lot of stress and you're trying to maintain good gut health um, and really just keep stress low on your body. I think that it has a lot of benefits. Yeah, absolutely. It can definitely have benefits for sure. Not saying it doesn't, but most people are going to try to use it for sleep. They're not going to utilize it in the way that Yes. All right. One more here, Dylan. Over or underrated hiring a coach? Underrated, guys. I don't give a fuck like how smart you think you are or like you think you can do it by yourself. You're just either too scared to make the financial commitment to hiring a coach or you are way too fucking cocky. Your ego is way too big. Yeah, guys, the return you're going to get from hiring a coach is going to be an amount of money that can't even be matched like the return you get from having someone there for you through thick and thin i think i am a great i know i am an amazing coach i know that i know my shit and know how to get people to their goals but i have a coach because it's always good to have someone overviewing your stuff it is always good to have someone with that second set of eyes I do not give a fuck. Yeah, again, how smart you think you are. These people who will be like, oh, why are you why are you offering me help? I have my CPT. I'm like, shut the fuck up. Oh my so that god. Doesn't mean your CPT, NASA doesn't even teach you how to brace your core when you're lifting. Like they don't even teach you how to train properly. Let alone Yes, guys, we have our CPT and we can confirm we did not learn a single thing. It means That's nothing. why I don't care. Like when we were looking to hire these coaches. I didn't ask for certifications because I don't give a shit. Yeah, like, I don't care. I just want to see. I don't care if you have your degree. I don't care if you're even fucking certified. Like, obviously, the base certifications, sometimes you need it for legal purposes, but I don't care. Show me your results. That's what I want to see. Experience is the most powerful fucking certification you can ever have. That's my opinion. Exactly, 100%. It's like people who go to college for four years. Like, I didn't learn shit. I went for two years and I didn't learn anything. I was studying sport administration. If you put me behind, like, an athletic director, that was a super common career for that. Put me behind an athletic director for a month, I would have learned more about how to be an athletic director and do that job than four years in sports administration. Yes, nothing is more valuable than actual experience in the field that you are trying to you know, go into. And I'm actually pursuing my holistic nutrition license right now. And I can confirm I'm not really learning anything. I'm not learning anything at all that is actually useful in what I want to do now. You know, for legal purposes, I do want that license, but I am not actually really learning anything. Yeah, it's guys, it's just hiring a coach. You want to do it. And also you want to do it because we have busy fucking lives like Lauren and I are running a business like we're coaching our own clients and it's nice having someone who's just telling us what what do we need to eat this week great awesome we know what we need to eat we know that we're on track as long as they're not saying anything we know we're you know doing our shit correctly on our bodybuilding side we don't need to worry about that yeah so that's all we offer today I really liked this episode I feel like it flows really well and you guys get a lot of different variation of you know knowledge from this sounds like our cat knows that it's over too i hear him yelling (laughs) at the door the door well that's all we have for today in conclusion you know 
just don't overcomplicate it. There is no special thing that is going to get you results any faster. Just stick to the simple stuff. Eat whole food and lift some fucking yep. weights. Calories in, calories out. Get in enough protein, guys. All right. Well, if you guys can make sure to leave us a five-star review, it'll really, really help us grow so we can put out more episodes, get some amazing guests on here. And if you guys ever have any suggestions or just any general questions, shoot us a DM on Instagram. Mine is hickey.fit with two T's. And mine is Body by Dylan. Dylan is spelled D-I-L-A-N. All right. Well, that's all we have for today. So peace. Peace.